0: Mr. Pop. Yeah, g'day, Brian. Remember that night at the Bombay Rock back in 73? This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hey, welcome to Rock and Roll. My name's Kevin Hillier and, of course, uh, the group of three that we have here is uh, Brian Mannix, Mark Fine, and hello. myself. So uh, welcome to Brian Mannix, firstly. Uh, I, and I said, I said, hello, Brian Mannix. Thank you, Kevin Hillier. I can hear you yelling over the fence. Are you, Fantastic. Are you all right, mate? Are, 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 the hearing hasn't gone with the age yet? No, no, and I think the kidney and the liver is a fair practice. <laughs> <fair, fair. laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that in a minute. And uh, hello to Mark Fine. Hello, Fine. How are you going? Very well. Very you're, well indeed. You're a young sprightly, you know, you're the you're the young, you're the the, the, the pup of the uh, the trio, so we, <laughs> I, I don't have to yell at you. Yeah. In racing
1: terms, I'm rising at 57. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the one. <laughs> All right, let's get to the 60th birthday, man. What happened, uh, Mr Mannix? I, I, I tried to ring you a couple of times, but uh, the phone was going through to the keeper, so I, I was assuming the phone yeah. had been placed in a strategic spot. Well, the phone... Started ringing very early in the day, and I
1: soon realised that if I speak to everybody on the phone, I'm not going to speak to anybody that I'm actually with. Yeah. Um, so I just put the phone away and stuck it in the bedroom, and um, because you know, fair to go, I would have got maybe 120 phone calls, wow. and probably about 300 um, text messages, which was lovely. But um, you know, I, I just. Think it's a bit rude if I've got my daughter here and I saw my brother as well. And I saw, well, you know, I can't just be on the phone to people when I've got people here. So, for those that I didn't speak to, um, thank you very much. Um, but I just. Um, yeah, I just felt that I would spend the whole day on the phone otherwise, and I didn't really want to do that. There was too much drinking to be done.
0: So, for those people who actually phoned you and took the took the time to phone you, and then when you didn't answer, called you a rude little prick, uh, you actually weren't being a rude little prick. You're actually being a, a g- caring person.
1: Well, I was being polite to the people who yeah. were with me, and because um, I, I think there's nothing worse than when you know somebody comes to your house or something, and then they spend the whole time just talking on the phone, and you're just, just sitting around. And yeah, I just think you you give the people that you're with first attention. Yeah, I agree. And then your phone comes second. Yep. And um, so that's what I did. But I had a lovely day. It took me. Oh, I started feeling good again yesterday. But it took me because I had a bit of a crack on Wednesday night. Had a raw and hangover on Thursday, which was my birthday. Yep. But then got back into it, and then had an enormous night with my daughter, and um, and then. had a recovery day, which was as bad as the birthday, and then the real – yeah, so it just went on and on and on, it's, you know, and, you know, just sort of start to feel good again, and it's my daughter's birthday today, so here we go again.
0: Oh, goodness me. You know, if if, uh, if Churchill had had that many campaigns, the Second World War would have been over in three days. It's just – Well, yeah. You, you butted up beautifully. Well,
1: you know, it, it, I, I still go hard, but it does take me a little bit longer to get over it these yeah, days. But yeah. um, anyway, I had a great day. And um, thank, you everybody, thank you, everybody, for your fine wishes and presents and um, messages of love and abuse. Um, yeah. No, no abuse. Yeah. But no, it was really great. So thanks, everybody. Uh, good,
0: good, good, good. And what happened in the fine uh, household this week, apart from obviously your, your, your daily, weekly, the whatever, pick up of the poo, of the dog poo. What else happened? finally anything of note?
1: Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I've been attacking the garden and I've turned an area that was basically sort of leaves and swamp land into lawn and I've done it in two stages. And I've laid the grass seed in the second stage. Now, in the first stage, I did have a lot of birds, uh, not the sort that used to go to... Brian's Concert. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> sexy birds. You got some <laughs> sexy birds in your backyard. well Yeah. Well, they weren't sexy. They were just sea eaters. So, I made a scarecrow.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: yeah, out of a sort of a floor to floor upwards punching bag that the boys use occasionally, uh, part of their boxing training, and I, um, I put a shirt on it. I. But quite ingenious the way I rigged it up. Um, and then the missus said, You want motion, that really scares them off. So we had from the kids sort of trunk full of costumes and dress ups going back. I've never them for a while. An Indian headdress, you know, the, the Native American. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the village people. Yep, I'm
1: with you. Yeah. Um, I was going to take a photo of it and put it on whatever, but I thought well oh, somebody will get stuck in the bit of being politically incorrect
0: Yeah, right yeah.
1: Uh, but it works uh, it, it really does work I mean, I'm surprised, but uh, it definitely kept the birds away, but then something amazing happened, and I'm going to tell you this, and hands to my heart, you know, I, know I hate people so I'll swear on my kids' life, or oh, just in case you're wrong, you've just killed your kids yeah um. Yeah, this happened. Right, so there was one bird in the old grass section, a pigeon. Now, I was standing about 25 feet away from that pigeon. I picked up a stone and I threw it at it, and it missed. Then I picked up another stone, and from 25 feet, I hit it dead set in the gut. Hey! Oh. And that bird did not fly away. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Like, does bird. that bird not understand the rules? <laughs> Other birds flew away when you threw things at them. Well, usually Let they do. Like hit them. They just kept walking around. It's <laughs> that new Delta strain of birds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go.
0: And no, Well, normally they, they move at the very last second, you know, like when you're driving along and they're, and they're, they're seemingly yes, yeah, going to yeah. hit the front of your car and then they're they're gone you don't hit the front of your Normally they move at the very last second. This bird must add a bit of... Um, the vision problems. Yeah. Oh, yes!
1: Well, then I hit it, for God's sake! Anyway, yes. then I got the the blower that I used for the leaves, and turned it on turbo power. It moves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it flew away or I blew it away, but it yeah. moved.
0: <laughs> not to be. There done. you go. Not not, not to be uh, not to be done at home, of course. But uh, even though you did, but you, so is the grass growing? So now that the, now the scarecrows worked, are you actually seeing some action with the seeds? Growing? Well, I laid it I laid it three days ago. So yeah, something should be sprouting in the next day oh, or good. so, I think. Beautiful. The advanced hair version of lawn. Well done. That's yeah. Fantastic. You know, I'm living I'm, I'm living a rural life in the middle of Melbourne. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Goodness me. Uh well, you know, we're still in lockdown. Sydney's got its freedom, which was which was nice to see after a, a, a measly one hundred and what was it, one hundred and six days of lockdown, they got uh, they got let out uh, Monday, so they're all jumping around and drinking beers and going to shopping centres and doing all the things you can do when you're out of lockdown. Remember that?
1: No, they don't even know what a lockdown is. 106 days It's yeah. nothing. Luxury. Nothing. I, tell, I tell you what, that I was watching The Current Affair, that Tracy Grimm, I mean, she... Oh. So she starts the show by going, Sydney's out a lot. They've got a name for it—some celebration, Freedom Day. Freedom or Day,
0: yeah. They stole yeah. that from the Poms, I must admit.
1: And we're going to, you know, we're going to cross live celebrations are still taking place, and then the disingenuous so and so looks down the barrel and goes, Melbourne's still in lockdown. We're thinking of you now. Let's cross out to <laughs> – yeah, yeah, you know that. That's as good as that's as good as the um gamble responsibly. Yep, yep. At the end of, take a quadrilla, you and four friends, you know, blah, 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 blah. Gamble responsibly. Yeah. How about, how about if you've got a gambling problem, don't gamble at all. Yeah, that'd be it's a good what, idea. Is, <laughs> it's the worst warning ever. Yeah. You know, if you've got a problem with gamble, do it responsibly. No, yeah.
0: don't do it, actually. <laughs> um, yes. yes, But yeah, if,
1: that, that anyhow, that Tracy Grimm, I'm, I'm, I've got her. I've got her number. Yeah, I'm a bit over Tracy Grimshaw. I think she should have retired. She's um,
0: Grimshaw. I just call her Grim.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, she's Grim for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, anyway, I saw- look,
1: I can I sit back Tracy Grimshaw all day, but that's not what we're here for, <laughs> is it?
0: Well, it's not like you've not done it previously. It's not like you don't have form in that area, Max. <laughs> No, okay, we'll leave it today. Yeah. Now, I saw you on television during the week, Brian.
1: Oh, I sort of slept through most of it. Um, I was recovering from Thursday and about four o'clock on Sunday, and I'll just have a little lie down, and I woke up at caught to wait And I caught the bit where Darrell played bass for us, so that's all I saw. Uh, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, hey, hey, it's Saturday, uh, 50 uh, years, and, and did you watch it finally? No, I didn't. I missed it. How was it? Oh, well, actually, I was going to say you would have enjoyed a couple of bits in it because they uh, they did do uh, some Russell Gilbert bits, which were among the funniest bits on the show. I must admit. Um, were they new, were they new bits or old bits? Old bits, all old bits. There was okay. the, the only the only kind of new thing it was a funny thing because I mean they build it as a hey hey, it's we're fifty. Um, the show started in 1971 but obviously hasn't been on air for the last 20 years. So there's 30 years of television because I was confused at the start because Daryl kept talking about 30 years and I thought, hang on, the show's called Hey, Hey, It's 50. What am I missing? And then I realised that for 20 years it hasn't been on the air. So, um, uh, look, it was interesting. It had some good bits and pieces in it, um, uh, highlighted, of course, by the Tom Jones, uh, John Farnham, um, My Yiddish Mama um, uh, duet that they did. That was that was one of the high points, which I'm hoping that you and uh, you and Brian can do later on in the program. Funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of a magic musical moment that we could maybe work up to. But you're on it, Brian. You're on it twice. You're on. Um, they showed a bit of you being slimed. You remember, yep. remember that? Oh, I to forget it. Yeah, the big yeah, the big slime machine. That was uh, that was bit. And then they had a bit of you um, you talking and. You mentioned, yeah, Daryl playing the bass on uh, on one of your songs one Saturday morning because, Kirk, what, Kirky didn't turn up or he was over or something.
1: He fell asleep. Yeah. We stayed up all night because we'd worked at Ballarat until about three in the morning. We didn't get home about five, so we said, oh, well, we'll just stay up. But Kirky thought he'd have a power nap and woke up to see Daryl Summers playing bass with the X-Men.
0: Yep. <laughs> Jeez, you'd think you're in a nightmare, wouldn't you? Would you how would you feel? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for him, I would have been, oh, my God. <laughs> can you imagine the equivalent of Ringo Starr waking up and seeing Daryl Summers playing drums with the Beatles? My God. <laughs> <laughs> you ma-
1: imagine John Lennon turning around and seeing Daryl Summers playing drums <laughs> with the Beatles.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I> don't think likely, <sighs> Not likely, uh, not likely it was, to happen.
1: It was really, seemed to me like it was all a bit of an ad for... Hey, hey, television, w.com.au, whatever
0: it was. Yeah, hey, hey, dot TV. But, yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, there was a
1: bit of a sort of ramming that down our throat a little bit.
0: Yeah, he anyway. Did. He did more of that in the second half. The first half was was good to see Willie and uh, Wilbur Wilde and, and John Blackman on it. John, of course, has had his uh, enormous uh, health issues, um, but it was good, yeah, to, but- good to see him on. It was good that you get the understanding and talking now, you know? Yeah, it's great. yeah it really is good. Uh, it sounds terrific, actually, to be honest. I was quite surprised. Um,
1: yeah, me too. And, and they're, they're still working
0: on his jaw. That'll
1: that'll get better. Yeah, it's a as work as in, work as in as progress. As they, it's a work in progress, but it's obviously they've done a really good job. It's, you know, I think a little while ago he couldn't talk. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, the doctors have done a great job, and that's great for John because. Talking
0: is his life. Yeah, and, uh, and look, he's a he's a ripping fella, Johnny Blackman. I've done a lot of stuff with John over the years, and he really is a nice human being. And uh, uh, it is confronting seeing him now, but uh, when you when you heard the voice come out, I went, oh, okay, that's really nice. That's good." So I was pleased yeah. with that. Uh, and they did did some uh, ni- some nice stuff for some of Gilbo's anti ads that he did in a Big Master. They played the Master Chef um, parody that he did. In the early, that was very good. Yeah, we well, he, uh, did, he did uh, Julie Goodwin impersonation basically, and yeah, yeah. he and Andrew May and I, a few now,
1: others. I, I, was in, I was in those sketches. Oh yeah, the, the one they would have shown, they um, probably did the edited version. but There's a longer version of that where I play George Calambaris.
0: Oh, okay, no, oh, that wow. wasn't in it. Yeah,
1: yeah. The time, the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Gilbert Gilbo is holding a piece of time. You know.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah the, the The chickpeas um, joke and the chuck steak and yeah, all that. Yeah. Was, it was uh, typical Gilbo, but oh, very funny. Yeah, the, ch- yeah, the chickpeas yeah. was really good. Chickpeas yeah, yeah. was very funny.
1: Yeah, no, remember it, it, well. like, it looked like he was squeezing yeah. <laughs> That was very funny. It, yes, it was. It was, um, I don't know if you remember <coughs> that series of Gilbo TV, we did Under Ballet.
0: No, <laughs> I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, I I played the villain and it was great because they got members of the Australian Ballet and they they were playing the Nutcracker suite and I was all tied (laughs) up. Oh, God. (laughs) And it looked like they were kicking my head and my head was going backwards. Um, You know, I'm tied up and they're fucking gangsters and they go, talk, you bastard, talk. You know, I said, I'll never talk. You'll never make me talk. And then the music started. I go, not the nutcracker. So <laughs> <'Cause>, um, <laughs> my kids were young when I did that and they saw it on TV and they were really upset that I was getting kicked in the head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, goodness me. No, so, it was, yeah. it, was not, it was nice to relive some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I thought Harold yeah, um, did a pretty good job, actually. He seemed to have the right energy level and sort of, you know, it was very much like the original hey-hey, the way he delivered things.
0: Yeah. Because I was burn up? No, 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 no live Aussie. Ernie's 92 now and I think lives down in uh, in Geelong, in the Geelong area somewhere. So um, they, they did show a lot of uh, – the, the com- comedy timing of some of the stuff that they did was brilliant. Um, I did – I must admit, a couple of stages I did yell out to the television, oh, Daryl, for God's sake, shut up. Um, yes. And when he was interviewing uh, – Jackie Mack, for instance, when he interviewed her, he spoke the whole way through it. Um, and yeah. She got about three words in. uh but he always did that. Yeah. Jackie, what are you wearing tonight? Oh,
1: this is this. Oh, you've got a blue dress on. And Oh, it's, it's, yes, Dad. Well, <laughs> have you been well? Well, yes. Okay. Well, now we've got funny photos.
0: Yeah. He, he always talked over it. Yeah, true. True.
1: Now, you, now I, I just want to say, you know, back when I was doing that stuff, yeah, you know, I mean, I was on some sketches, but I was actually working with Grant Dickinson and a couple of the other. Uh, Grant was with, Grant was with woman and hard on this 50-year reunion, great mate of mine. Um, so I was working, you know, writing for the show as well. Yeah. Uh, and that meant working with Daryl. Now, uh, I just want to say something about working with Daryl. He was, he is, or was, the best person in terms of a on-air, I won't use the word celebrity, just on-air performer, I have ever worked with, and I've worked with quite a few because I worked on the Footy Show, and yep. um, and I've got to say Eddie was good. Don't get me wrong; he's very good as well. But I, that I, was generous, um, respectful um, of everybody, really treated everybody's opinion equally, and really good sort of um, retention and you know. It's, so often I've worked in in groups of people writing and, and coming up with concepts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You come back a week later and the person running the meeting or, or, or the big wig takes ownership of all the ideas, whatever. Yep. But he was excellent at at sort of going back and go, Oh Mark, love the stuff from last week. Now I don't know whether he went away and wrote things down, but boy memory like a you know, mind like a steel trap. So a real pleasure to work with. I've got to say.
0: Interesting comment from Daryl Braithwaite along the lines of that when he said that Daryl used to send him a note just thanking him for being on the show and being part of it and how much he appreciated their performance and thought they were really good, which is a nice little touch.
1: Yeah, and, and, and apparently, he rang Brian up to wish him a happy 60th. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Actually, Bill Shorten. What about Bill Shorten? He said he happy 60th birthday card. Who did? Bill Shorten. Oh, yeah, but you're in his electorate, aren't you? Yeah, but he didn't have to send me a card. I don't like the guy
1: that much. Well, he's probably a lovely bloke, but anyway, he won a few points with me by sending me a birthday card. Number from Darrell, but anyway.
0: did it? Was it a, a Dear Brian or a To Whom It May Concern?
1: No, it was Dear Brian, and then it said, Happy 60th, and then she Bill. Okay. Well, that's that's nice. That is nice. I, I always thought if Bill Shorten got out of politics, he can make a lot of money renting out the space on his forehead. For, um...
0: <laughs> Could show drive-in movies on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for a billboard.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Who am I to bloody speak?
0: <laughs> oh, God. So, so uh, wash-up of the hey-hey thing is that I, I think there might be another special or two because there was an enormous amount of stuff obviously they didn't show and there's obviously <laughs> this – Hey Hey TV website where they've digitised all the old apps uh, and they've apparently they've got all them up there. I haven't looked at it yet, but apparently they've got all them up there. So I don't know whether it's from the Saturday morning shows as well as the when it went to night time. But um, yeah, yeah, it's all there. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, look, it, it, it was it was a good fun little special. Um, I, I don't know whether I'd uh, want to sit through another one. I thought the Red Faces stuff was funny, and I thought, um, yeah, Willie and Red were were funny. Uh, I'm not sure whether you could do another special and whether it would have the same kind of impact. I think that one was probably enough.
1: I think if you did another one, you'd have to wait
0: at least oh, a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the other the other thing too is it, it – it, Everyone then starts. Oh, we need a show like that. We need, to, um, but the comedy wouldn't work because it's all you know. It's it's racist and it's misogynist and it's you know it's every east you can possibly uh, thing. So so last I'm thinking about that last night when I'm watching television, and a special comes on. It I reckon it was nine thirty, ten o'clock. Called just for laughs. Oh yeah. And the the there was a male comedian on doing a few gags and that was fine. And then. Uh, a female comedian come on and she spent her, her five minutes of her entire thing talking about how uh, the fact that, um, and I'll paraphrase this so as I don't uh, use the words that were used on the television, but she was discussing the merits of the fact that how smooth her Mrs Slocum was and that that uh, changed the world for her and uh, how she used to like boys and doing things to boys, but she did not like that anymore, but she... Uh, she now knows Mrs. Slocum back yeah. to front and she can work on that and that's that was the entire ex- extent of a 9.30 at night television comedy piece and people tell you that, hey, it's Saturday or a show like it wouldn't work or is too, well, it's I too offensive.
1: I don't know. I don't like hearing girl comedians talking about their period and stuff. I suppose they've got every right to, but it's not that form of humour that I feel very comfortable with.
0: If it's funny... Yeah, but it just, I mean, that's the premise. So you're telling me that a, 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 the, the kind of humour that Hey Hey Saturday did, and some of it wouldn't work today. We all know that, but you wouldn't do it now um, because the, 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 the rule book's changed. But what, what we are getting served up is, you know, Lawrence Mooney, uh, the other night I saw him, part of his, and his last joke was a one-liner about Malcolm Turnbull and dropping the C-bomb. And I'm thinking that's the tag a joke at, on free to air T V at ten thirty at night. So what's offensive? If I know. <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've got to disagree.
1: Yeah. Right. Good. No, I just don't think I don't think people want to watch Darrell Sutter's talking about saving his vagina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you, you might have a point there, Fonnie. I think if I think you've hit on something, I think you're right. <laughs> you know, like, you know. I used to. I when I was a young. Fella,
1: no, oh, when I did fire final siren, I, I had sort of license to abuse the callers if I wanted to. Yep. And I had one guy ring up, and he was just moaning about everything about football, then about me, and I said to him, um, "Mate, I'd I'd have a check. I reckon you've got sand in your vagina." <laughs> <laughs> and, boy, did, did that go down not so well with
0: some people. <laughs> oh, so
1: well, Mr.
0: slogan
1: wasn't all smooth. Yeah, apparently yeah.
0: not. That was, that was 10 or 11 o'clock at night on, uh, you know, uh, adult radio yeah. station.
1: So, yeah, I mean, most people most people loved it. And, of course, some people just feel that they, they like listening to it, but then they have this default setting of complaining about things. Yep. I think I think we get it from social media, or people get it from social media. You know, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the um, political correctness police person. Yep. Half the time they're people sitting at their computers with their pants off, you know, <laughs> listening to something and watching porn on the on their flip screen. But anyhow, um, virtue signalers, correct. Yep. Yep. So you know, I get the people complaining, and I get the boss, the bosses thought it was funny. Um and they said, yeah, you know, just make sure the people know it's a joke.
0: Yep.
1: I said, I was talking to a bloke about the footy and I said, you know, I got in the genre I would have thought it came across as a joke.
0: Yeah. It might have been obvious to you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the population. Yeah. But, but did the you next, did so you do that honey gagging, honey gagging? Yeah, that would have been I
1: you know, So next time I was next time I did finally find the sign, I said, look, I've got an apology to make.'" anybody that was offended, when I said it just gives me the chance to repeat it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I said, for anybody that was offended last week, I said this, and I've sort of got the producer to cut it and played it again. And I said, I'm pleased to say that the caller, whatever his name was, Kevin, uh, contacted us afterwards. He did check for the sand
0: and his design, and he said, "Good news, it's it's a pearl. <laughs> it's a pearl." Good. <laughs> Oh, uh, good. Good, good, good. Uh, that's the way that's the way that stuff should be treated too, to be honest. But That yeah. reminds me that I was listening to Derek and Clyde this week. Oh no. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway,
1: Joan Crawford was on the no, bed and no, I was watching the window no, no, and this huge gust of wind <laughs> blew me into the room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I think you No. I knew I knew a man from Amsterdam. Yeah. Mm. Well, I can't say the next line full of, <laughs> You know, do you know that Derrick and I don't think I don't know that one. I knew a man from Amsterdam, she. Beep, 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 full of clams. Oh. She was a, <laughs> she was a Dutch bitch. Uh, she, had uh, lobsters, she had lobsters up her ass. He was bloody working class. <laughs> working <like that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Well, <laughs> we, uh, they were back on the up there. There were people say, wandering around lost for days. I was going to say, but that's not a disco. Not uh, like that. Right, I
0: usually. Especially when I
1: sing that when we go to a place that serves seafood. Because all CF has to say is, do you want the clams? And I start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that, that's not a good thing finally I wouldn't have thought that's not a good thing at all. No. And that when was it That was like what nineteen was that nineteen seventies or eighties, Derek and Clive? Seventies,
1: I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, it 50, might
0: have stuck into the eighties,
1: that's yeah. fifty
0: years ago.
1: Yeah. And it's timeless. Still holds up today. <laughs> well, yeah. Got it funny. The, they'd, 50, they'd, just getting pissed. And yes, record
0: whatever we say. That's an album. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. I um I watched a doco series uh, of, of recent time, uh, probably about two months ago, of all the Monty Python stuff. Um, and talking to the cast um, back then, I think there was only one of them was dead at that stage when they did that doco. Some of that stuff is just still brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. There was there was a rich vein of uh, of comedy coming out of England at that stage. Not sure that's me. Were, were
1: you in just Monty Python?
0: Um, not – not. I mean, I loved Life of Brian, um, but I wasn't I wasn't a massive fan of the TV show, but then watching some of the stuff they did uh, when I watched the doco series, um, uh, I found it really funny. I, I, I missed a lot of it because I think I was a bit young. Yeah.
1: You know You know what happened with me was – I mean, I love the movies. I love I the meaning of life. Oh, yeah. I mean, we – I love it whenever – my kids love it as well. Whenever you fall, oh. whenever you sit there <laughs> after oh, dinner, God. come on, please. What? that It's where How are you doing that to miss you? Better. Oh, that's good. to well, get me a bucket. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> but, but there was – my dad and I used to have a father-son every year for about seven or eight years at Erskine House in Lawn. It was great because, you know, very sporting, my dad and me. And they one of those places where you go there every year, the same people sort of come back. And I I don't know if you ever went to places like this, but you you put your name up and you're in the tennis competition and the putting competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. So I was like 13. I was hanging around with some older boys, 15 or 16. And, I mean, it's just so funny to think that now kids have got their you know, their phones and whatever. So what we did that these folks put a cassette recorder and they loved Monty Python. And, you know, go back to their room after after dinner or whatever and do nothing nothing more sinister than listen to Monty Python yeah. and sort and, and and for the holiday just hearing quotes like, you know, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition and to try to remember lines to yep. make each other laugh. Yeah.
0: Uh, There's a a, a a since I've watched that series, I'm being inundated on Facebook with ads for Monty Python memorabilia, and there's a whole range of t-shirts that are out of of, of being sold by some mob. You know, I fart in your general direction, come back and I'll do do all that sort of stuff. Was very funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, Mm. have you have you got like you know when you go? I don't know, Siri or Google or whatever, and just. Okay, Google, what's the time that it answers you? Yeah, I got that. So that listens to you as well, doesn't it? I guess so. I guess it could. Because, because yeah, because like we talk about things. Like about a week ago, we were just talking about, um, you know, because it allowed you to have four people go to a picnic. Yeah. So Nat and I were just talking about picnics, this, that, whatever, and she started getting ads for picnic blankets and picnics things on her phone yep. yeah it could be your phone listening or your computer as well yeah, like the phone listening yeah hey girl, yeah, so I, every, every time listening? i walk past every time i walk past it now i go You're a little <laughs> every, every time i walk past it now i just listen to a 60 24 year old woman
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me
1: <laughs> nothing's turned up
0: no no good no not even ads no. for them None for sale. <laughs> no, you just, just the response. No, you're a fifty-six-year-old man. Yes, exactly. Uh, With a gust, uh, yes. my mate's got a, a rock
1: speaker in his backyard, and I really like it because you know, you know, they say you know, such and such connected, ready for pairing, and all that sort of stuff. Well, this one—it's got his Asian voice, but it's speaking in English, and they're not very good at it. The rock speaker is ready to power. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just it's fantastic. I wish I could have that voice on my Google at home because it's, just, it's really funny. It sounds great.
0: It's good to see that anyway. um, the bloke who did pressure down on uh, on pot a pot of gold has found a, a calling in life. David Joy, yes. Back <laughs> the wheel march on, watch them turning
1: now One sail across is Wow, fantastic. Quite simply, <laughs> the worst performance I've ever seen. One would imagine. Have, have you got a voice? dance I like have you, have you got a singing teacher? Yes. Well, she's lying to you. <laughs> You're taking your money under false pretenses. One would imagine your voice would be very good in chorus. Perhaps you in 20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought of dancing in a chorus line? In the second line? Behind the taller girl. Now, you obviously enjoy singing. The trick to now is to get other people to enjoy your singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tommy Hanlon Jr. Okay, today's card is green. Yeah, but then Ernie did it too after that. They came back with, I think it was Pot of Gold when Tommy Hanlon did it, and it was Pot Luck when That's Ernie wrong. and Bernard yeah. did it. Yep. I, love, I, love, I love Tommy Hanlon Jr. Yeah, what was his show in the afternoon? It could be you. It could be you. Yeah, my grandma used
0: to love it. Yeah, remember they used to yeah. have people, they bring people in from overseas and they'd surprise people with sort of someone from their past, which... Yeah, they would. Edgy. That's right. Edgy entry, yeah, because it was like, do you, do you remember this voice? And the voice would go, yeah, g'day, Brian. Uh, remember that uh, that night at the uh, to Bombay Rock back in... 73. <laughs> and Brian would be running out the front of the <laughs> studio. <laughs> ah, I, didn't, I didn't know she was your daughter. <laughs> yes. Um, it, but it was all teary. It was all the teary. And I think from memory, I reckon Jack Little was his voiceover man on it. could be you. Oh, the mighty Jack yeah,
1: Little. I've, I've <laughs> Saturday on. night festival hall. <laughs> They'll be hanging from the
0: rafters. <laughs>
1: No, oh, I can come. say yes. wow.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. No, that. no comment. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I loved I loved it. Oh uh, <laughs> especially uh, when he birthday. interviewed when he interviewed Brute Bernard in, <laughs> in, 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 uh, He uh, hurt my head. <laughs> that's that's when killer that's Kowalski did the brain buster on him. Ah, uh, and his birthday was always good. I remember one year, yeah,
0: they, yeah, they, yeah the behind, big
1: a cake. Had the cake. and the cake ends up in Jack's face. Yep. Yeah, and Jack, the, Jack just pulls the cream from his eyes and says, "No comment." <laughs> 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 then a year or so later, I think Mario Milano and Spiros Arion gave him like a little transistor radio for his birthday, and then I think Br- Brute Bernard or somebody came out. And and grabbed his little radio, threw it on the ground and stopped on it it was all in pieces. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I look for it. Killer Carl Cox did the brain buster on him and for the yeah. next month he did the show with a, a neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> and who replaced it? Ted Written. That's right. Yeah, I mean, did remember too. That. That's right, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, but yes.
1: It was like, Saturday night festival hall. Spiro, come here, come here. Would you like to say something to the many Greek viewers, that <laughs> Greece stands out there? And then Spiro Serena goes, <laughs> Katimira said, Katayas, King Kersus, Ea Sira Malala, Aradina Vera, Prismanas, Sira Hall, Katimira Just fantastic. Didn't um, Mario used to speak in Italian to the Italian? Exactly speakers, the too, same it. thing. Yeah. But, but always the three or four words you can understand and I did say there kill King Kerkis for said, enemy of the territory <laughs> <laughs> very good party and, and it'd be like let's be a festival hall the cage match 48 in only one winner supporting the great Togo Played with Mini Tojo and Man and midget <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> they had, they had Mixed Wrestling, yes. they had Tag Team, full-size and midget Wrestling. Oh, yes, yeah. full-size. Right. And, these were the days.
0: This oh, was high entertainment. Oh, absolutely. No. Uh, yeah, the uh, was great. Uh, no, very good. Uh, very good, fine. They're you know, doing an enormously good Jack Little. That's terrific. That's sensational. Yeah, uh, you, you know, if Mario is good too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I loved it. I loved it so much. Clearly. <laughs> I, my, oh, as a kid, I just lived for it. And then Virosarin really, or no Mario Milano had a pizza restaurant in Oakley. <laughs> uh, and I got my brother in law to take me there. Oh god. Very <laughs> nervous I was. But he was great. I think he signed my box. Oh really? Yeah. Now, now Brian didn't know <laughs> <laughs> he signed, signed my box. <laughs> well, at least you didn't put sand in it. <laughs> uh, well, you know was, what I mean. Mean. was it all smooth? <laughs> no, but back in those days, I tell you what,
0: uh.
1: you, you couldn't, you couldn't. You, back in those days, they were all bushy, of um, course. I mean, yes. whatever happened to the old? It's it, it virtually extinct
0: <laughs> Yes it is so don't, worry
1: about, don't worry about save the whale Or save the panther. Save the pubic, oh, save the pubic louse Well Yeah that's what uh, Buddy Good's got a song About that And um, uh, He says These days, these days oh, I'm a happy man She's run out of whack I'm back in the bush I'm back amongst the bush <laughs> <laughs> the little the yeah, he, he loves the bush. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, then, you know, back to the old seafood restaurant. I oh. have asked the waitress, have you ever said, have you got crab? And when they say yes, you say, well, you can take, a piece, uh, can you take two or three steps back from the table. <laughs> very, yeah, good. It's
0: very good. very uh, good. I think one of the Detroit footballers got
1: in trouble, but they got in trouble years and years ago before they, and they were, doing all sorts of things, but one of the things that they kept doing in the breakfast room, they kept asking the waitress whether she had any pink pink snapper, and (laughs) this went on and on. you got some pink snapper. How about a pink snapper over here? And, um, yeah, that didn't go down too well eventually with the waitress.
0: This is the (laughs) 2021 version of Derek and Clive Live. It's called Finey and Mannix. Uh, (laughs) Unleashed. Hasn't Kevin get involved with in us, there, Brian? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know. So, because Kevin's such a nice boy. So I was really conscious I, over, I, I that, I, that I, there was too much of me in last week's show <laughs> and, and now, God, <laughs> not too, too much of you two is too much, too. Goodness me. <laughs> so
1: you've uh, got to steer the ship, Kev. Hey? You've got to steer the ship, Kev, because, you know, being fine, we will just. Yeah, well, I think, we'll have it going all over
0: the joint. I think we've uh, we're on a 3-hour cruise and I think it, we're going to be stranded on this desert island for some time. Now, no. is there anything else before we get to your top 10 uh Brian? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, can I just can I just ask politicians? I don't care whether it's Freedom Day or whether it's National Beer Drinking Day. Can we not what have a whole lot of television news crews follow politicians around while they have a beer somewhere and see whether it's whether it's Mister Aperitay or whatever his name is in New South Wales, or Anthony Albanese or Bob Hawke back in the day, we don't need to see our political leaders sculling bloody schooners of beer to prove that they're the common man or whatever. Give it a rest. Well, least Bob, Bob Hawke looked like he knew a beer. Oh, he knew Where? one well because he did know one really well.
1: Yeah, but you see um, Anthony Albanese, and you think, yeah, this is the first beer you've had in twelve months.
0: Well, he, he drank um, it like it was too. Yeah, scomo looks pretty comfortable with the beer. He does look like you're he not knows an Australian
1: politician unless you've been hit in the head by a bouncer.
0: <laughs> wow! Well, well, vote one Mannix for prime minister.
1: <laughs> well, Bob Hawke, he got a beer in the head when he played.
0: I cricket. mean, that that is a, That's amazing footage. The Australian prime
1: minister. Trying to hook a bowler in a press versus politicians game, like, you know that was a proper hit in the head. Yeah, it was. yeah. It was great. So but that. Uh, you know, first of all, the day I bowled a bouncer at him, and he
0: apparently was a pretty good quick bowler. Um, <laughs> trying to hook him. Oh, was great! Banging the scone. Bang. Beautifully done. His glasses, it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah you, the, that's the footage of the the glasses. I'll tell you he was
1: a great quick bowler. You know, he was a brilliant quick bowler.
0: Oh, I can think uh, of many. Pat- but- Patrick Smith. Oh, yes. District, he played district cricket. Well, he played, he played one game for Victoria. Um, oh, okay. And then the Victorian said
1: that the state selector said, um, you know, you can't, because he just started off his journal, journal career. He said, they said, you can't do both. You've got to, you know, if you want to play state cricket and beyond, and that's how good he was because he played for Paran, a good mate with Julian Wiener, and Julian said he was as good as the crop of Australian fast bowlers at the time. Oh, wow, there you go. I wish he had gone on and played the cricket. I used to hate listening to him on KB show. (laughs) 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 He He had the right attitude to be a fast bowler. Oh, no no doubt about that. It is incumbent upon the AFL to start acting responsibly, Kevin. <laughs> you know, he said Kevin every fourth word. Yep. Yeah, he he was sounded like my pompous uncle Timmy.
0: I um, and I saw him at the course. races when his horse Hey Doc won a really big race at Caulfield, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah. In the uh, you know, in the in my days when I was doing racing for SEN, and um, he looked every bit as grumpy then as he did under normal. He wasn't at all impressed. It was like, mm, mm, okay, fine. And it won a Manicato Stakes and a few other really big races, hey, Doc, but he never looked impressed by it. Yeah. Just yeah, fast, ball, fast bowlers meant different fast bowler mentality to the to the Hughes' of the world. Patrick was the, the snarly sort of, you know, ugh, fast bowler. But, yeah, I'd, I'd heard from a few people that he was very good, very good indeed. And the Ashes are not – the Ashes are going to go on funny. so I'd be happy to know the Poms are coming out here. We're putting them up in 25-star restaurants or in, in hotels and whatever, but they're coming out and they're going to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's interesting.
0: Hmm. I'm not
1: – you know, I don't think they'll do very well, but
0: anyway, It'll be an interesting series um, in in many ways. Uh, the Ashes has always got something a little special about it. Maybe not the yeah. maybe not the same aura that it once had, but still got something special about it. Right, I'm yeah. gonna say something, but don't quote me on mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh. it. Right. I really like I, I actually really like AFLW. I look forward to watching some kill the player it's improving every year. Yep. Um I I almost not. I won't say it. I love watching women's golf because Australia's got some great women golfers, and I actually like watching golf on TV. Yep, watching Ash Barty play has been an absolute joy. I However,
0: couldn't agree <laughs> <Yes>. more. <All right. laughs>
1: However, you know, if, if, if you open your eyes and really think about what you're watching, would you watch women's cricket? Yeah, I would. Really? I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather watch women's cricket than. AFLW. Um, not me. Oh, I reckon the, the girls are real good at the cricket. And, um, yeah, the AFLW, as you say, is getting better and better each year. But uh, no, I'm quite happy to watch the girls play cricket or soccer. I reckon they're probably the two sports I most enjoy watching girls play and it's cricket and soccer. Um, yeah. They're yeah, technic-
0: I I, I, technically very good bats bat- batters. Yeah, yeah, yeah batting's okay. yeah. the bowling's batting's the bowling's okay. ordinary, and the fielding is the fielding's um, third grade uh, park cricket.
1: Just the bowling, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I just the only way it's really going to get better, I reckon, is and this is happening, is the spin bowlers. There's no reason why they can't be as good spin bowlers as the men. And and it's getting better. You know they could be really good leggies and spinners, but you know, and I've got to say, they can bop fast. But since what was her name, Catherine Fitzpatrick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen. Yeah, I just don't enjoy watching those. I'm not to say don't enjoy. Um, I can't cover the the pace bowlers at third grade. they're, They're. Honestly, they're, they're park
0: cricket. be great. Yeah, no, I agree. They're not. They're not great bowlers. by any stretch. They don't do a lot with the ball. The ball doesn't move off the seam much. It doesn't move in the air terribly much. Um, and it's not super quick. So, the three things that you do with a ball when you're when you're a fast bowler is you either bowl really quick and that is your weapon, or you move it off the seam, or you move it in the air. And they don't do a lot of either any of those three. So, it becomes it becomes easier for the batsman. I batted to Catherine Fitzpatrick. Good luck to
1: Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> she was, uh, she was, she was quick. Yeah, yeah. In that one of those medium, state like, cricket days, whatever. Yep. Yeah, she
0: was quick. She was quick. Yep. A uh, Not, there, there, not, there, not
1: oh, no I mean too
0: quick. No, there was. There's a girl around the moment that they said uh, bowled 145k or something the other day, but they, then they have now refuted that, so I'm not sure that that's right. Hey, Brian, we got to get to your top ten. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's yeah. launch into it. Okay. Well, now this is based on the Rolling Stone uh, 500 Songs of All Time. Finney's done his. I've done mine. So yep. now it's it's Brian's turn, and I'll put all three lists up uh, once this uh, episode goes to air. All three lists will be up on our social media platforms for you to okay. have a look well, at. And hopefully, my, put yours.
1: My songs. I've tried to pick songs that I were really important in um, in music history yep. and that, that changed music. Um, and sometimes I've got two songs in one spot because it's one or the other that they both did the job that I'm discussing. Okay. Um, I'll start off by apologizing to Rocket 88. Um, which they is arguably the very first rock and roll song written by Ike Turner and recorded at some recording studios, but okay. I don't really have room for that. So I'm going to start off and there's two songs here and I think. Tutti Fruity by Little Richard and Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. are two of the most influential songs you'll get. Um, Tutti Fruity taught Elvis how to rock. Also taught the Beatles how to go, woo. And Johnny Be Good, Chuck Berry, every guitarist in the world at some point was influenced by Chuck Berry's guitar playing. Yep. And it's a, it's a great rock and roll song. So Tutti Fruity and Johnny Be Good. At number 10. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now at number nine, see mm-hmm. that uh, Little Richard and uh, Chuck, they've taught us how to rock. So now we go to Elvis Presley, and you take your pick out of these, but I think these were the two influential rock songs. Um, I talk of Blue Suede Shoes and Heartbreak Hotel. So that's my number nine. Oh, gee whiz. Which, Very good. Yeah. We used to choose Heartbreak Hotel. Then after that.
0: Are you doing. Is this kind of like the Noah's Ark version of the top 10? All in twos? Kind
1: of. (laughs) Well, they're kind of. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I get you.
1: Number eight, I couldn't really separate She Loves You. Yeah, 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 by the Beatles and I Want to Hold Your Hand. I think. In Australia, I think. She Loves You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a real big thing, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I want to hold your hand as what broke them in America. But then, once again, they've listened to Elvis and Chuck Berry and Little Richard, and they're doing their own thing with it, which revolutionises music once again. Then out of the Beatles Mm -hmm. comes the Rolling Stones with Satisfaction, which is the quintessential Rolling Stones song, and it's probably one of the best rock songs Ever written, I reckon.
0: And that just sits so, on its own? That doesn't have a... That's on its own. What number am I up to now? Okay. Because yes. fi- finally had Painted Black by the Stones as his sort of Stones song.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I just think if you think Stones and you can play one song,
0: that's probably the one yeah. you'd play. Okay. So that's
1: you're up there, to... No, this, this, yeah. My wife said you'd be good. This is good. Yeah. Well, then after that... You're up to number six. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we've got um, we've got a bit of a protest movement happening now, and I feel that Bob Dylan deserves to have at least one song in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily going to go for. I know a lot of people like like a Rolling Stone, but I think it's a protest song. The times they're a- changing is one. Yeah, So I think that's a really great song. So times they are a changing. Yeah. God um, God. Now. So I'm up to five now, am I? Yep, you are. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this is a really important song, um, and it's still really relevant today. It's not something that I would you know, be playing 10 times a week, but I think I Am Woman by Helen Reddy is a pretty important song and um, in that it was the theme song for women's lib and um, – have almost marshaled the troops from the female eunuch book. And I think it's probably the quintessential girl song. Um, and I think it was probably the first song where she wasn't saying, oh, I'm hoping my husband comes home from the bar and, you know, well, I've got all the kids here. She's saying, no, I'm a woman and I'm so
0: good on it. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Uh, number five, a real bra burner. (laughs) (laughs) How (laughs) great. Thanks, Jack.
1: Uh, Sorry, Jack, we will
0: back for a second. Thanks, Jack.
1: (laughs) Now, I think, too, that ABBA deserve a spot in here somewhere. Wow. Because, yeah, well, they just were a worldwide phenomenon, probably as big as the Beatles in some respects. Um, Their songs are timeless. Um, you can – I don't know which one you pick, but I've gone for The Winner Takes It All, which I think is a great song. But I just think that ABBA's enormity requires them to be considered one – because you know, their songs are very, very good. Yeah. And so so ABBA, unit number, what's that, Yeah, Four or three? Four. Four. Just, four. On, just on ABBA, I read something yeah. great. I read, read this years ago and it was um, – like a correction in a newspaper in England, right. in response to the question, the answer to the question, which number one hit and band name are both palindromes, the answer was given as ABBA, money, money, money. In fact, the palindrome of money, money, money is Yanom, Yanom, Yanom. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. There you go. Fair enough.
1: Uh, um, number three. Number three. Okay. Here comes a song that this band deserves to be in here. Um, And I picked this song because it's one of my favorites that they did. But I'm also picking it because this song really ended disco. Um, He talked to John Kirk from The X Men. He said, you know, he'd be at the disco with all of his mates and stuff, and, you know, trying to pick up chicks and stuff. And then this song came out and he said, disco is dead. It's over. And the song is. He shook me all night long by ACDC. Oh. He, re- he reckons that killed the disco, and I'm inclined to agree. Okay. Um, yeah, so shook me all night long, ACDC. So how many have I got left now,
0: Skip? Yes. Two. Two. Two to go. Okay. Which is interesting hey, because, because knowing you, you've got the Beatles in already. you got the yeah. Stones in. Uh, yep. you've, you've got ACDC in, in and you've got Elvis yeah. in. So I'm, I'm running out oh. of where you're going to go with these Oh, well, I think everybody knows what number one's going to be.
1: Oh. I'm not sure myself, actually. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> oh, I thought it was pretty obvious. Well, one of mine, probably. But, um, she loves me. She hates me. She loves me. Oh, <laughs> love you, you, love you, That's well, That's it. That's it. <laughs> number two, and uh, this is another song that um, – could have been any songs from this particular act, but these guys, you know, rock and roll was getting very fat, lazy, and bloated. Oh
0: yeah, And I know
1: it, it is. And it got a good kick in the balls from the foot of a punk rocker. Yeah. And I speak of the Sex Pistols, and I think "God Save the Queen" by the Sex Pistols is a is a fantastic song and made it influenced a lot of other bands. You know, to play punk. Huge influence. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Um, well, have so, you seen? Have you seen? Uh, the movie Twenty Four Hour Party People. No, I've heard about it. Um, yeah, I mean that's a really oh, you got to see it. It's for rock, for people in the industry, whatever. It's, it's all about um, Island Records and, and Factory Records. I mean, and the Manchester music scene. Okay, but it actually, and this is supposedly true, has so it starts in the Sex Pistols concert. Where there's only 49 people at the concert. Yeah. But amongst those 49 people, uh, about 14 people that go on to be big names <coughs> in the industry. Yeah, Chrissy Hine, Billy Idol, so um, all I can think of. Oh,
0: okay. Um, I think, what's the yeah, film, yeah, but, what's I the mean, film called M- Funny, 24 Hour Party People. But, yeah, it stars Steve Coogan as Tony
1: Brown, the head of the guy who started Factory Records. Oh, it has okay. got the whole. Joy Division Story, New Order.
0: Okay.
1: And it's a truth it's actually very entertaining, but it's a great movie.
0: All right. Keep that. I'll check that out. Here we go. So God Save the Queen number two from the Sex Pistols and number one. Uh, yeah, I've kinda i kind of mucked this up a bit. <laughs> you can feel I, I don't, you can change the I order. Don't. You can change the new. If we, order. Say, may I say it's what? been a Great list. Yeah, bloody Well, I think this one's going to upset
1: people, but I sort of was thinking about it, and I think the song's still really popular today. I think when it came out, nobody was really doing anything like this, Um, and I probably need to have a disco song in there. So I'm going to say YMCA by The Village People. (laughs) I didn't expect that. Didn't see that
0: coming. Didn't see that one coming. Now, you can feel free to change the numerical order of those if you want to put something else at number one or you're happy to have... Ah, oh, look, that'll do. Yeah.
1: You okay. know, people can move them around as they see fit. Yeah. But, um,
0: but, yeah, I think all
1: of those songs have got an important part in musical history. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is there anyone you feel you should have put in that you didn't? Is there any kind of like, you know?
1: Oh, Rocket 88. Um, if it was doing an Australian... You know, looking at Australian music the same way, I'd say horror movie and Eagle Rock yeah. are very important Australian songs. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, I could have put Strawberry Field in. I could have put Imagine in. Um, you know, probably should have put Imagine
0: in. I was going to say the um, Lennon the Lennon factor for you is really huge, and I know he was, the, you know, ninety percent of the reason why you love the Beatles was John Lennon. I'm I'm surprised that he yeah. didn't get a guernsey on his own. I probably should put Imagine in
1: instead of YMCA, but. Um, yeah, I should have done that. Oh well. Uh, they're often they're often mistaken, <laughs> those two songs. Well, Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that's how I see it. I see that um I oh, tried great. to pick ones I, you know, like Keith Richards, he's he listening to the Chuck Berry and I just tried to pick the people that yeah. started it and, and then the influences was yep. sort of where I was heading. Yep. So uh, anyway, that's it. Yep.
0: No, it's good. And, and and it will come as an enormous surprise to people. Um, yes. There is not an Uncanny X-Men song in there, but you haven't no. put one of your own in there, which is, you know. Who, who is the footballer to put himself in his best ever team? By captain
1: should that be right. <laughs> it was, like, it was like Peter Knight, or somebody, it raised some sort of, nothing wrong with it, why wouldn't you, yeah. if you're a good player?
0: Yeah, bloody oath you know, yeah. you, you couldn't imagine. Well, would Wayne Kerry do a team and not have himself in it or would Lee Matthews do a team and not have himself in it? I mean, realistic. You th- would Warnie put a team together and not have himself in it? Well, uh, no. Yeah, but, it's
1: like um, they asked they, – they sort of said of Donald Bradman, not only was he a, a great – the greatest cricketer of all time, but his record suggest he was also – one of, if not the greatest captain of all time. Yeah. And do you know what the response to that was by one of the players who played with him?
0: I can imagine it wouldn't wouldn't have been terribly complimentary.
1: Yeah. Uh, It was um, Tiger Bill O'Reilly, and he said, you've got to be joking. He said he was a terrible captain. He only had one thing going for him as captain.
0: He could bat. Yeah, he had Donald Bradman in his <laughs> yeah, Exactly right. Oh. Yeah. He probably didn't need a hell of a lot else. That's a good list, Brian. Yeah. Well done. Oh, thank you. All oh, right, no worries. Um, that was very good. Yeah. Oh, thank you, fellas. Oh, yeah. Exceptionally good. So we'll put all three lists up on uh, on the social media platforms for you to have a look at. And please uh, uh, let us know your top ten or your thoughts on, on our ten uh, songs that we uh, that we picked All we'll sort of went about it in a different sort of strategy. But uh, in the end... There's, well you haven't got ten songs but uh, ten places well, let's put it that way yeah right? yeah ten ten ten, ten sittings um, to be yeah. fair and that uh, that brings us to the end of another show boys thank you very much for your time and uh, next week we'll get back into a uh, an old chart from uh, the old days and we'll leave the Rolling Stone Top 500 behind us all uh, right probably not that was good fun idea. well done fellas it was yeah, good. good on you well I, I guess. think all all that needs to be done now is for Jack Little to say good night and we can leave.
1: All I can say is, it's over. Beautifully
0: done. See you, boys. No comment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.